soup. Dishing up tasty morsels of tarot wisdom and other oracular tidbits with your hosts, Katrina Wynn and Gina Thies. Two saucy sisters broadcasting from the magnificent Oregon coast and from deep in the heart of Texas. And inviting your questions about tarot, oracles, counseling skills, reading advice, and more. Be sure to visit our website at oraclesoup.org to listen to our podcast archive. You can also visit us on Facebook and like our Oracle Soup page, where you can share your wisdom and request for Oracle Soup topics. Soup is hot now, and it's ready to be served. Welcome to Oracle Soup. This is Katrina Wynn over here on the West Coast, and I'm with my Oracle Soup sister. In a very springy Texas, Gina Thies here. Hello to everyone. We are very glad to have you. Yes, not only are we very glad to have you, but we're very excited to have our special, special Oracle Soup kitchen table conversation guest, none other than James Wanless of the Voyager Tarot. We had such an incredible time conversing together and even cooking up a very special uh, recipe at the end that with no more ado, let's just go right into that conversation. And keep in mind, if you'd like to have a conversation with James, he's on Facebook and I think he'd enjoy hearing from you there. Absolutely. He's very open. He is uh, very approachable and you can talk to him and ask him questions. We just love James and so glad that he was able to spend this time with us. I have to say this. I am so excited. We have one of my favorite people in the whole Tarot world right here in our Oracle Soup kitchen. Getting ready to have a conversation with Ms. Gina and I. Right, Gina? Oh, absolutely. I am so thrilled as well to have this very special person sitting here at the kitchen table with us. Everybody, please hold on to your seats. This is going to be a really great one. And this guy is a jet setter. This guy, he gets around, you know, and I think he's older than I am. You know, I'm pretty old, and but he's still like going strong. He's wild. He's the, uh, I'd say, I think the card that kind of describes him the best, best way and in a really beautiful way is he's the, the fool. He's willing to try new things. He gets people excited about Tarot with his enthusiasm. And boy, if you don't know who he is right now, I don't think you've been around very long. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, everyone. Welcome to Oracle Soup, Mr. James Wanless. Welcome, James, to Oracle Soup in our yeah. kitchen table uh, conversations. Can uh, we want me to sound old? <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't say that. No, I didn't claim that at all because then and we don't want to we don't want to get into to, to age. But uh, we can say I that can you're very, <laughs> you can say that you know you're very here. wise. No, the, the old fool, the old fool, <laughs> the old fool. You know, there's a saying, there's a saying: age ain't nothing but a number. So you're only as old as you feel. So there you go. But I know, I know. But, but you <laughs> are you are check this out. You are doing a lot of fresh 
things for Tarot. So we're going to be very excited about uh, getting your input and talking about that. So there. (laughs) I saved the day. There I am. (laughs) Well, you know, when you get to be a certain age, you don't sweat the small stuff. Mm -hmm. You you Mm -hmm. just sort of don't care about too many things. You don't need to have to always be liked or approved. That is, ab- that is absolutely true. And as I as I creep into half a century, uh, I, I, I do feel that way and had that thought just recently within the last few days going, you know, you just some stuff you just cannot sweat. Uh, it's better to stand in who you are and be happy at that point and to try to as co- accomplish as much as you can that satisfy, you know, satisfies your own uh, purpose uh, for the highest good. And, uh, you know, it, I, 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 I've come to that realization and I think that happens at a certain point when you get to that, you know, it's like, don't sweat the absolute small stuff. And, you know, James and I got to sit in on a panel at the uh, Newt's, the Northwest Tarot Symposium about going pro and being a professional reader. And James had some amazing things to, to say about just doing it, just doing it. And, you know, James, I want to say that's easier to say sitting on our side of the table than it is for many people that are absolutely going, I want to do this. Where do I start? Because they're hearing so many different things, so many things. And you were just talking about business models and uh, things in terms of earning money with Tarot. So what for you, um, as you've been doing this over the years, what for you seems to stick? To stick as a professional reader of the cards? Yes, sir. Well, you don't need a neon sign. <laughs> oh, know? man. That's the first thing I've got to get rid of. <laughs> well, I, For me, the most important thing that gives me confidence and relaxes me, and because and sometimes we all go into doubt, like, who, who, who do I think I am anyway? How do I know what I know? Do I know anything, by the way? You know, that kind of stuff. Um, it's, the, it's the principle of synchronicity that whoever comes to you for a consultation is the right person to hear you at whatever you know or don't know, you know. So in a way, you can't go wrong. And as long as your intention is pure, which is really to empower and motivate people to grow and all of that kind of good stuff, uh, you know, you're good to go. Because I know when I first started doing readings, what, 35, 40 years ago, in San Francisco, I I didn't know the cards all that well, and I'd sometimes bring out the book and say, "Oh, by the way, this the book says blah blah blah," and I guarantee those consultations back then were probably as powerful as they are now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering about that because you know, mentioning reading for thirty-five years, I'm wondering what has changed. What's new? What's different? Well, what's different? maybe in the tarot well okay two things number one i've changed and i think a lot of my clients have changed um i've changed in the sense i'm not so much uh when i was younger so much a brainiac it's really not having to know everything about every card you know at all and I would try and jam so much information in there in a reading and, oh, yeah. oh God, this and that. Oh, yeah. And after a reading, which might go an hour and a half, which is interminably long, I'd just about croak. <laughs> and I realized. So now I'm much more a listener 
I say less, but we get to the point. I think we just get to the real, the, the real linchpin of a person's life and really work that, find that, that pivot point that can really change their life and work it with the cards. And you I know, love that. Uh, I, yeah. I think a lot of new readers have the urge to, to help and, and, and want to do this work, and they feel like they have to know every single thing about the cards, every type of technique, every type of spread, and spend tons of money investing in the education to be really excellent readers, and I applaud that, but I agree with, you, you know, I, I too, I, I've come through that and what you're saying and, and, and pulled out the books at time and, and in my uh, um, start of my career however what I also tell readers and people as we were talking on that panel I, I also just said this recently is do not be afraid to say I don't know <laughs> um, this is something that you know, has to, uh, people do look at you as a, uh, the, the, the seat of all this information when they come to you for reading, which is all well and fine and, and, and dandy. But as a reader, you have to allow yourself space to say, uh, so that the person can also elicit their own, uh, uh, resource of, of, of um, solutions is to say, you know, I, I don't know. And this is something to be explored. That is the question, you know, what, what, what more is there to know? Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. I think the, one of the first principles of reading the cards, counseling, is being the priestess. And the priestess, that archetype, the priestess, it's all about the truth, uh, seeing the truth and telling the truth. And so, like you say, Gina, if you don't know, you don't know. And it's okay. And how else are you going to learn, by the way? The moment we start realizing when we don't know, then we can open up to learning new things. We get curious or we get inspired or even fear inspires us. We go, wow, I really could have done better there and I do want to do better. Yeah, yeah I, don't think, I think perfectionism is a disease, you know, <laughs> a social disease. Yes. Because uh, like you said, Gina, everybody thinks they need to know everything about everything. And, you know, I work a lot in Asia, and especially in Japan, and that is a perfectionist culture. Mm-hmm. And they probably know more about the little nitty-gritty details of my cards that I've probably forgotten long ago. But they don't, they, don't do re- they don't read cards professionally. They don't do it because I think the stigma of not being perfect enough is what really holds them back. Wow. You gotta believe, and even you know. I think even if you don't believe in yourself, believe. I think of all things, it's the most spiritual thing in the world. I've found is simply believing in yourself, even if you don't believe. Keep going. You gotta do that. Oh well. Well, coming off of that, I wonder if they would be more of the. Uh... for lack of a better word, traditionalist in terms of the tarot history and and the the, the tradition of using the cards in a certain manner. Because there seems to be two camps of, you know, tarot is very much a tool that can lead you to all of these different things. And there's a camps where it's, you know, very much there's a tradition. The cards mean this. It comes from here. And that's all there is to it. There's this is what you use it for. So often people will waver in between camps, but some are very much sticklers and pure in terms of the tradition of tarot what do you what do you see in japan well i mean they are purists in the in the sense that they want to be exactly right 
and and go by rote with what the card is supposed to mean. I don't teach that, however. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what, James? I I have some Japanese students as well. And that's not my style of teaching, too. It's kind of cool that we can start presenting less linear and more, let's you say, synchronistic and spontaneous ways of relating to not only the cards, but to our clients. Yeah, I think that's what cards are meant to do, is be a catalyst to our own inner knowing, to our priestess intuition. And it's, you know, cards, are, like I always say, it's a piece of paper. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> exactly. I just exactly. read that somewhere. So, cards are a piece of paper, yes. Um. But when you think about it, part of the, I think, attraction of the Western world to the Eastern world is our spontaneity and our ability to... Uh, think outside the box and so I can understand the traditional style of maybe approaching something as if it were a box but what maybe the gift that we're sharing with them is there is no box other than the one that you create oh absolutely I mean I work that completely and I say that over you know what where were my students in Japan and, and China in Hong Kong and Taiwan they're all different get really upset with me well especially in Japan is when I don't cover something in the workbook or the handout, or when I do something they just don't see written there, that bothers them. Or when, or when I can't, you know, get into something that's there, they, they have a very difficult time getting off the grid here and being spontaneous and creative. But I think that's what I and uh, Katrina we bring to the table, and that's necessary, I believe. But what does that do to you, though? Here you are. It's kind of pushing you in a different direction, maybe. Not really. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I I have something that some of my students ask me because a lot of people know that my Voyager deck is my go-to deck and that I use that for most of my readings. And when I'm teaching my Sacred Journey of the Soul class, I like to start off with showing people the back of the Voyager Tarot card, right? Mm-hmm. And so my question for you, it just occurred to me, was what was the original inspiration for using that particular image? And I'm purposely being mysterious so you can describe it any way you like. Oh, Katrina, I was sitting on top of a mountain and I had a vision. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I love James. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, the stories do sell. That is for sure. But I, I'm not that kind of a storyteller. I, You know, Voyager Tarot is collage art. It's cut and paste before Photoshop. So it's all based on images in magazines. And I'm a voracious reader of not novels, but of, of magazines and news magazines and all that kind of stuff. And I saw on the cover of the uh, KQED, which is a San Francisco Bay Area public television uh, and radio, uh, the cover of their their catalog was that DNA, the DNA, the human DNA, this marvelous, miraculous, spectacular looking star, mandala, you know, and I said, wow, if I ever, and I was thinking, if I ever make a deck, that is going to be on the backside, absolutely, because not only is it exquisite, but to me, 
every tarot card is is part of the human gene pool. I mean, oh, yes. not not Gina pool, but the gene. <laughs> <laughs> it can well, be sometimes. a part of the Gina pool too. Sometimes you know? I like to dip in the Gina I pool because I like her tarot. I have my flavors and <laughs> my moments, of course. Well, it's, it's meant to remind us that we have all all humans have inherited all of the qualities in all of the tarot cards all of the time. Absolutely, absolutely. And we each connect through that. And I think we've gotten into some interesting conversations, Katrina and I, with different people about DNA. And uh, one of my views is, you know, the DNA records everything, um, all parts of us, everything. And we share these as we interbreed and we interconnect. These things are shared through DNA. So the DNA is a huge recorder of history and human behavior and human actions, therefore translates, you know, know very much so into things that are demonstrated by tarot oh i i love that <laughs> and i think the tarot is a, is recorded history it, it's it's comes from the ancients i mean i didn't make up none of us made up the 22 major archetypes you know or any of that i mean where did that come from and where you know the lineage is there and it's carried through biologically through the dna for sure could you say maybe a little more about your other deck Oh, thank you. Well, you know, uh, Voyager came out 30 years ago. And I realized a couple years into doing tarot work, which I love, that tarot is a a niche and a small niche. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I said, God, I don't know how far I can go with this. (laughs) You know? And, And my biggest teacher and greatest mentor in life has always been nature. Always. And so um, I sat down with a wonderful uh, teacher, Angelus Arian, who has since passed away, one of my great tarot teachers, a wonderful shaman woman. Um, Mine too, by the way, yes. Yeah, Angelus. And uh, yeah, it still shakes me up when I think about that. But anyway, we thought about creating uh, a deck of nature, nature for success. Nature is the greatest model of business, by the way, in terms of creating producing, exchanging good and services, which businesses is what nature does forever and ever. So there's no, there's no such great model of business and even relationships as nature. So I started out making 20 some odd years ago a, this nature deck. Um, and every Christmas holiday, I'd make a few cards. They're little collage cards. And I kept making them and making them. And about three or four years ago, I finally said, it's time so, and how many cards later? <laughs> uh, well, there are 101 cards, and it's called Sustain Yourself Cards. It's, a, it's, it's taking from the ecology movement and study of sustainability. And so it's all about sustaining ourselves. You know, it's self-sustainability and using nature as the model and mentor for that. So that's what that deck's all about. And, and frankly, when I do Voyager readings, I always bring in some cards from the sustained deck because I always say, well, what does Mother Nature want to tell you, by the way? (laughs) That's always interesting. Well, to tell you the truth, the reason I got attracted to using the Voyager 30 years ago when it first came out is because of all the nature that's already in it. It's, for me, a very universal deck. It's got stones and it's got planets. It's got human parts, but it isn't human-centric. And I have to say, every time people ask me why I use that deck, that's my number one reason, is because it doesn't have medieval, courtly humans. Mostly, and I hope nobody's offended by this, but it doesn't have 
just white people on the cards. Yeah. So, <laughs> and so I love that deck because of that diversity, which is in the Tarot deck. And I can, of course, appreciate the sustain yourself. In my case, I happen to live in nature. <laughs> so if I need to uh, uh, kind of tap into that oracle, I just look out my window or go for a walk. <laughs> but not everybody has access to that. So I'm wondering how folks, for instance, in Asia are responding to that deck. Well, yeah, I mean, and everywhere in America, in the Western world, we've pretty much, or a lot of us have, not all of us, disconnected from nature. So using that card, those cards a lot of times is about education. It's about teaching this person. They get the bacteria card. Now, most people think bacteria is yucky and terrible and rah, rah. Oh, it's just a terrible reading. I hate these cards. I got bacteria. But in fact, there's more bacteria in us and then there are trillions of cells. I mean, we are made of bacteria. And if it weren't for bacteria, we, we wouldn't even be able to breathe oxygen. It was a poisonous gas until bacteria learned how to, you know, breathe oxygen and make it our fuel and our energy. So bacteria, in a way, is it's the most adaptable life form on Earth that we've ever seen. So it's kind of my hero. But, you know, the average person gets that card or the compost card or the fungus card. <laughs> and people just freak out because we just don't know. So, you know, that's my problem with the selling of the deck is a lot of people have a hard time relating to it. It's not a sweet animal deck of just some pretty animals. So. Oh, oh, stop. Oh, stop. <laughs> well, you know, we have been we have been conditioned to disassociate and to learn that, you know, bacteria and compost and all of these things are, you know, look how many, I'm just thinking, there's antibacterial, you know, hand soaps that people should, right. you know, really reconsider using and, you know, killing, it, it, it's like make, you know, all of the reasons for that, which I don't want to get into either, I don't have the time, but <laughs> we have, we have been conditioned that, ooh, this is bad. And as bacteria is a part of us, then that part of us is bad. So that's a very interesting um, notion of you know how people hate that and they 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 do you know so well, we, we make war on nature instead of making love with nature yeah. <laughs> let's make love with nature in fact let's make a love soup right now in our kitchen wait a minute i have a question for you too because you're the chefs here the soup meisters mistresses or whatever okay so i'm gonna be a piece of your soup a part of your soup what's my food you know psych me out i love this as an intuition exercise i do with my groups a lot is you know look at a person and establish intuitively what's their 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 food or their taste I so can... if you were going to ascribe a food or taste to me to go into the soup what would that be for Ooh, me well. for me you are garlic <laughs> Oh, and that's that's really close to what I was gonna say. I was gonna say you're the tangy, colorful mystery ingredient. Wow. Well, that that's interesting. (laughs) If if, many people now use, I mean, uh, being from New Orleans, garlic is one of those things. It's like you got the three things: you got bell pepper, you have to have garlic, and very few people actually let the flavor of garlic get like just raw garlic. 
It is amazing. It's very potent, but it's very sweet. And all of a sudden, that spice will hit you in just the right moment. And mm-hmm. it's very important. It makes it a number one. It's my number one favorite ingredient. So that's 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 you. You're garlic. And Love it. Oh, Gina. You keep away vampires, too. So there you go. <laughs> I've done this many years. And the, the food I usually get, it was never what you just des- described for me. <laughs> Never. <laughs> wow. Well, there you Thank go. You. I'll and take that. Not, not that. to mention the medicinal uses for garlic. So, yes. Oh. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, James, you know, this has been such an amazing time. We really appreciate you taking the time out to come in the kitchen and add that garlic spiciness and flavor and seasoning to Oracle Soup Kitchen Table Conversations. And folks, do not forget to check James out if you do not know about him. I can't imagine why, but I'm sure he would appreciate you. And um, if you don't have the deck... Wow, you're you're missing a deck. I love the little tiny one. I still have my little card from the miniature Voyager. And um, anytime you, if you uh, attend a conference that James is attending, he's very open. He's very approachable. You can ask him anything, um, and you can get him to read for you too, because um, he'll do that. Anything okay. else, Katrina? Well, just to say that I have a whole drawer full of Voyager decks in every size imaginable. <laughs> yeah, somebody has a Voyager de- Somebody might need sort of an intervention, James. I don't know what we're going to do. But, uh... No, I. what I did is I bought up all the original decks before the... Because James told me ahead of time that the, the new printing was going to be a, a smaller, more manageable size deck. And I'm kind of, you know, stuck on the old ones, especially the first edition where there was a beige instead of a manila background. So uh, yeah. I, I got my preferences. Don't get me started. <laughs> I won't, I won't, I won't. I know, I know. Yeah, but, but, hey, and on that note, that is a whole other talk nope, show. Before we go too far, in case some of you might be new to James Wanless, first off, I would love to spell his last name for you. It's W-A-N-L-E-S-S. And he does have a website, jameswanless.com. And uh, hopefully, if you go there, you'll find out about not only his decks, but maybe his schedule. Because he's a busy guy. He does a lot of teaching and inspiring people all over the world, including some of the conference here in the U.S. Thanks, James. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll be with you soon. All right. (laughs) Thank you for spending time with us on Oracle Soup. We invite your comments and podcast suggestions on our Facebook page, also called Oracle Soup. And be sure to visit our website, oraclesoup.org, for hot new servings of our saucy talks. You can also subscribe to the Feed Burner or listen to our pantry of Oracle Soup archived recordings, along with articles and links to more resources. And be sure to visit our personal websites to receive more information about us and the things that we offer individually. For Katrina, visit tarotcounseling.org. And counseling is spelled C-O-U-N-S-E-L-I-N-G dot org, like in Oregon, O-R-G. And for Gina, visit tarotadvisor.com. An advisor is spelled A-D-V-I-S-O-R.
This content and the content of these podcasts are intended only to provide a summary and general overview on matters of interest. It is not intended to be comprehensive, nor does it constitute legal advice or legal opinion. This content is intended, but not promised or guaranteed, to be current, complete, or up-to-date, and should in no way be taken as an indication of future results. You should seek legal or other professional advice before acting or relying on any of the content. And thanks again for listening to Oracle Soup. Y'all come back now.